All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Shout out to the Edmonton Oilers for putting all their breaking news the day after our weekly show. The day after. They just really didn't want to give us that one little bone. Again, if the McLeod and Jackson stuff would have broken on like Friday or yesterday, even last Thursday might have been a bit better. Um, they, They decided to dump it all out there the day after. Damn Oilers, man. Uh, welcome into Oilers Nation every day. As always, we are live from the Sports Closet studio. Check them out online, sportscloset.ca. We are also live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where I see our pal Wise Kyle is in with the first comment of the day. Happy with the Ryan McLeod deal and the new front office edition. Hopefully, Boosh comes in under 3.4 so we can get a guy like Cal Foot to round out our defense and boot out Vinny. No, if you think Cal Foot is like, Better than Vinny Dayarnay. I don't. I think you're remembering Cal Foot, the junior player. Um, we'll dig into some of those though. A few of you are dropping in some PTO ideas. I'm going to give you some of my PTO professional tryout ideas. It's hashtag PTO everyone season because it's August 8th and there's really not a whole heck of a lot else going on. Uh, Electronic Jordan is Liam back yet? I'm boycotting the Liam free shows. Chris Walkling, Liam avoiding the grind. I texted Liam last week in our show group chat and i said first off new intro for next year it's very cool when you're gonna see it it's neat kennedy killed it um and liam i said when are you back he said he believes he still has eight weeks left lots to see i don't think that's accurate i texted him again today and said liam when are you actually back no response. So I think last we heard of Liam is that he was in Paris. Uh, if you follow one of his three Instagram accounts, Liam.pods, Liam underscore Horobin, or Liam.scouting um, or something like that, you would see that while he was in Paris the other day, he saw a fan wearing a nail Yakupov jersey, a t-shirt, 64 Yakupov on the back. He was wearing an orange hat. Oh, it was an Oilers hat too, actually, I think, just from the very grainy photo Liam put out there. I'm not sure what these people were doing, but I do know he was wearing an Oilers shirt with Neil Yakpov on the back. Liam also went and saw the Mona Lisa, so that's up on his Liam.pods Instagram account as well. So he's having a good time. Um, yeah, Liam now in Paris. He's got to be back this week. Uh, producer Aaron is here with me today. He's back this week at some point. I like the Liam update. We should do that it's a good part of ev- every day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe cheesecake. Maybe we'll get it sponsored. I'm I'm interested to hear like if he kept his cheesecake routine ritual going. All the other things, he's a very structured individual. So um, what I'm curious yeah. about is how his mustache is doing. 
Because from that Mona Lisa photo, looks like it's still going strong. Yeah, I like him and his girlfriend doing like a once in a lifetime trip and like hitting all <laughs> these famous spots and he didn't shave the mustache. I'm sure he is absolutely thrilled about that. Absolutely thrilled about you it. You want that in yeah. your photos when you look back. Uh, so there you go. Waiting uh, waiting for Liam to come home. Uh, Wise Cal, foot at 750K versus Vinny at 789. Foot with more foot speed, little smaller, only 24. You're no, you're not doing that again. You drafted, you developed Vinny. He's a good six, seven D man. You might not like some of the moments he got exposed in the playoffs, but it was his first time going through the playoffs. He's he's a late bloomer. You got to give Vinny time. You're not going out there and shuffling around, signing, adding on contracts just because you think you could make you could maybe, maybe make your six, seven D men just like a little bit better. No, it's just, we're, that, that, that's not happening. So we're going to cut away from that. Uh, a couple of things to get to today, including the Sherwood Ford giant offseason question. But first, let's get to the star mechanical news desk before we dig into that and get caught up on everything that's happened, both with the Oilers and around the NHL. In the last week, it is brought to you by Star Mechanical, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You can find them at starmechanical.ca, 24-7 emergency service. How do you get that 24-7 emergency service you call the number on the truck 780-481-8873 my neighbor works for star mechanical i see a star mechanical truck every moment of my life every way i sit and i'm watching tv there's a star mechanical truck letting me know that if anything went wrong in my house plumbing wise my neighbor and star mechanical would definitely take care of it uh, all right, Ryan McLeod signs two by 2.1. That was the first piece of big news we got yesterday. And if you or last week, and if you listened slash watched this show last week, you would know I thought it was going to be higher than that. We laid out the comparables. There was Noah Cates. There was the best comparables, probably Trent Frederick in Boston. And when I brought up the Trent Frederick comparable, basically using nothing more than his boxcars, like his stats, the goals and assists he puts up in the number of games, you're sitting there going, okay, if that guy gets two by 2.3, Ryan McLeod's boxcars are better. Some of you made the argument. You get a bit more size with Trent Frederick, a bit more of a strong defensive ability with him, all of that stuff. Sure, I agree with that. But still, the boxcars alone led you to believe McLeod probably would have gotten one by 2.6 in arbitration. So the fact the Oilers got this guy at 2.1, I think is a massive win. Again, you look at that group of Noah Cates, Trent Frederick, all of those Youngish centermen signing their first real deals or first or second deals coming out of their ELC. Kate's got two by 2.6, 24 years old. Again, his straight up numbers, not as good as Ryan McLeod. I think the Oilers and Ken Holland did a bang on job here with this McLeod deal. It feels like for the second straight contract, Ryan McLeod has cut them a pretty solid deal here. He probably could have gotten more on the one year deal if he goes to arbitration. Instead, you get this guy for two years. I think he's a great 3C behind McDavid and Dreisaitl. Jay laughed at me on Oilers Nation Radio on Friday. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to Oilers Nation Radio. And I said he feels like Jordan Stahl light for this Oilers team. Just the perfect kind of player to put behind McDavid and Dreisaitl. He can kill penalties. He's a trustworthy player. I think there's more offense there than we've seen in the past. And that'll come with him just simply shooting the puck more, having a higher volume of shots on net. He's never going to be an all-star. He's never going to be a captain. He's never going to be a top line center or anything like that. But I honestly think in these next two years, we're going to see Ryan McLeod take a big step forward. And it would not surprise me if in a couple of seasons, Ryan McLeod's not an oiler anymore just because he outprices himself. And some team out there looks at him and goes, that guy can be our 2C going forward. And we're going to give him, again, keep in mind the cap will go up by this point. But some team goes, we're going to give him 5 million bucks, four and a half million bucks. And when the cap's at $102 million or whatever it could be in three, four years, two, three years. I think he's a guy who's going to start garnering that kind of interest and that kind of money to take a chance on a guy who you think could be your 2C. Some team will do it. So I love him. Odin says McLeod wants to win here. I agree. Lance can't be mad about the McLeod deal. He's an oily boy. Keep McLeod forever. Yes, I would. Again, perfect 3C. I just really believe in the player. And I think these next two years are going to be big steps forward for McLeod. And that second year of this $2.1 million AAV extension, I think it's just going to be, I think it's just going to be a really big bargain. Um, stop where we might implement the rule. If people keep fighting about Cal foot, we're not fighting about Cal foot. <laughs> like might be some timeouts going into the YouTube chat. We're not doing that anymore. Um, Don't make me do it. 
Yeah, don't don't make us do that. We get it. We understand everybody's points. We're not doing that. Um, all right, let's continue along with the Star Mechanical News Desk. Jeff Jackson now runs the Oilers. Connor McDavid's agent. I wake up, I check my phone, x.com. Twitter, I'm still calling it Twitter, fuck x.com. Uh, and this guy, Jeff Jackson, what a good looking man. Uh, he's yeah. going to run the team now. Bobby Nix, pretty much out. I know it's one of those like, oh, he's got a new role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe that. Um, Jeff Jackson, the new CEO, Connor McDavid's agent. When I checked my phone, you kind of do a double take. You're like, whoa, did this really happen? Because we didn't hear about it. There was no rumblings. Early in the offseason, we had heard like, whoa, Steos might be the new GM. Bobby Nix might be pushed out of his role. Um, I'm really careful with how I'm phrasing that for some reason. <laughs> and then we went quiet. And it was like, okay, there was a running. We heard reports actually from big names in the Edmonton media space that Bobby Nix was staying around. He's not going anywhere. He's telling people he's not going anywhere. And then this pops up. So I think it's nothing but forget home run. I think it's a grand slam hire for the Oilers. One, you didn't do the retread thing, right? Let's say this year runs out. Holland's out the door. Nicholson's gone. And you need to hire someone to run your team. The names I would have expected would have been like the names rumored for the Leafs GM job. It's a goal. Can they get Doug Armstrong out of St. Louis? What's Doug Wilson up to now that he's not really with the Sharks anymore? They didn't do the former GM retread hire. They went the agent route, which is what I think a lot of really smart organizations are kind of doing now. You look at Montreal with Kent Hughes. You look at the success a guy like Bill Zito has had. I think this is kind of the right way to play it. And Jeff Jackson is a guy who has a lot of experience in a lot of different areas, both on the business side of things, lawyer background. He's played in the NHL before. He's been in a front office before in an AGM style role. He's been an agent. So he understands that side of the world and a damn good agent too. The dude representing Connor McDavid, big part of the Wasserman crew. One of the biggest, if not the biggest agency, like this is a great hire. And I think he's a guy who's going to, he's the right man to lead this organization in their next steps. And again, just in conversations with people talking about this, it was like, oh, what do you think? Like, what do you think Connor thinks of this? And I think Connor obviously would have signed off on all this. Like, do you think Daryl Cates and the Oilers are going to go talk to Connor McDavid's agent about this role without checking in with Connor first? I mean, like, hey, man, are you cool with this? Like, if we poach your agent, or do you like him enough? To, do you trust him enough to have him run the team? Like, he would have known from that perspective. And then also, and Jeff Jackson alluded to this in his press conference. You don't think he checks in with Connor is like, Hey man, I love representing you. I would also love to run the Edmonton Oilers. Are you cool with this? Like obviously McDavid's fine. And also I made this point on a couple of podcasts now and I see, saw the clip that it's around. So you've probably all heard me say it. You don't take this job again as McDavid's agent. You'd have a pretty good read on how he feels about Edmonton in his future. I don't think you sign up to run a team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. If you're not like pretty damn sure the dude's sticking around for the remainder majority of his career and we've seen it now sarah volley's yeah like come on they're best friends they're bros also i like the painting in the back too um i think that's somewhere deep in in the oeg area but they're bros the Connor McDavid's not going anywhere. Frank's been saying it now on a few shows and it's kind of done the rounds like 90 some percent chance McDavid stays and probably pretty close on Leon too. These dudes are going to be Oilers for a very long time. And this hiring cements that for me. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about that. It was a big, big day for the Oilers organization hiring Jeff Jackson and something that kind of came out of nowhere. So that was all, uh, that was all fun. What are you saying on, uh, or in the YouTube chat about this? Guitar Maniac, McDavid stays, Leon stays, 100%. Um, Viperus says, maybe just thoughts of that they aren't close money-wise pops into my head. Here's my thing, is you don't let those two guys, assuming you're talking about McDavid and Leon, and there's not some weird sub-conversation happening right now in the YouTube chat. Um, you don't let Connor and Leon walk over any amount of money, right? Like. At the end of the day, you pay them whatever it takes. Blank check. Yeah, to an extent, right? And if Leon Dreisaitl goes, I want $14.5 million on my deal in two years. And you sit there and go, ooh, we, we only have $13 million in cap space. Then you buy out of Vander Kane. You attach picks to Jack Campbell to get out of that deal. You do whatever it takes to make it work. And then when Connor is a UFA, like, again, you buy out the last two years of Zach Hyman if you need to. You find a taker for other contracts. The other thing is the Oilers don't really have it. 
There are guys right now making more than nine million or more than eight million dollars. Hell, you can go even further than that. More than five and a half million dollars are Ekholm, who again only has three more years left. So that ends when you need to sign McDavid. And then it's Drysaddle, Nurse, and McDavid. Like you don't have these insane albatross contracts really anywhere. Comment anything about a certain defenseman, you get put in timeout. They don't mm-hmm. have these like gnarly albatross contracts that are going to eat up a ton of money into the time where you have Simon McDavid and title. So like money for those guys is never going to be a thing. They'll get what they want. The Oilers will pay them what they want and they'll keep trying to build here. So uh, anyways, just another reason to absolutely laugh at anyone who thinks Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are going anywhere. Good and you says what other big names are represented by this agency? Uh, pretty sure Austin Matthews is. And I think McDavid and Matthews are going to have the same agent now as well. So, um, yeah, Wasserman is big, big in the agent game. Um, Pete says, could influence other top players to sign here in the coming years? I saw a little bit of that, and it was a mailbag question. Monday mailbag up now at OilersNation.com, even though it's Tuesday. Uh, Happy long weekend. Hope everyone enjoyed it. I don't think Jeff Jackson particularly pushes star players to sign here. Connor and Leon already kind of do that, but being a better run organization doesn't hurt at all. So there you go. Uh, 97 and 29. This one from guitar maniacs. They won't take as much as they can. Stoff hinted at them taking less. Shout out to Bob uh, alluded to 97 talking to everyone about it. Ryan and Yanmark both took discounts this year. I think that's a good culture to set. And if you're Connor and you're talking to these free agents, and I think part of it might even be a little bit of like, I think he's McDavid. That is, I, think he's getting a little bit more vocal about like how he likes the team and guys he likes around. I think if you're Matias Yanmark and Connor McDavid goes, I like you. I want you to stay here. I think you revisit your priorities pretty quickly and maybe you don't leave over a hundred grand you could get from whoever else is interested in you in free agency. Our pal Tyler Mulek is in and says he likes the McLeod number. How could you not? Uh, Dr. Gonzo says Clowder got his teeth fixed. End of an era. I feel like those are teeth he pops in and out for hockey games. So no need to really worry there. I actually, I'm pretty sure he's always had them kind of fixed up and can pop the fakes in and out. I'm trying to think of when uh, I've seen so. him away from the rink. I think at this point, yeah. you'd have to. Yeah, come on. You can't get him fully fixed. No. Unless you're going with uh, with the Dave, or um, I just read a text I got from someone named Dave, and that one had, uh, the James Neal full on veneers, and you want to look oh, like a yeah. supermodel. Um, yeah. Okay. There you go. Last element or last nugget on the news desk here. Eric Carlson got traded. This is one of those things, and I almost like hate it about the hockey off seasons. On us, massive move. Yeah. Norris Trophy record setting kind of season last year. Historic season. The only season. thing we wanted at yeah. the deadline. Yeah, but we knew it was Pittsburgh for so long that when it finally happened, I was just kind of like three teams involved in this bad boy, former Oiler going one way as well in Jeff Petrie. Here's how I will rank the three teams in terms of how they did in this deal. One, Montreal did the best. I'm actually not even like that hesitant on saying that. I think Montreal came out really nice in this one. They got rid of Hoffman, didn't have to retain any money. Again, money off the books is good. They get Casey DeSmith. They needed another goalie to kind of run in that system there. It's been an issue for them. Not that DeSmith's ever going to be their starter, but whatever. They get a second round pick from Pittsburgh. Nice little bit of work. They get Jeff Petrie, but the key is they get Jeff Petrie retained. So now if Montreal wants, just looking at their cap picture, I think their only retained money slot is Joel Edmondson right now. Yeah, it's just Joel Edmondson. So they can retain two more contracts money-wise. You had a hard time moving. You would have a hard time moving Jeff Petrie at his full cap it. But now he's been knocked down a bit. If you're Montreal, you keep half. A lot of contenders would be very interested in Jeff Petrie at 2.3 million bucks with two more years left on the deal. He took a step back last year, wasn't as effective. But that guy at 2.3 million, all of a sudden slots into your third pairing or as your fourth defenseman. That's a guy contending teams will value. I think he gets you probably a second round pick if you retain 50%. Maybe a second round pick and a prospect. Who knows? So what you basically did is you got rid of a bad contract in Mike Hoffman. You took on Jeff Petrie, who you're going to be able to retain on and get an asset for. And you got to Smith in a second round pick and some prospect. I don't know. Good work by the Habs. Second on the list of who did well and everything like that. It's Pittsburgh. You got Eric Carlson. You had to pay a decent amount, right? San Jose is only retaining 13.04 million, but you got rid of Grandland. Solid. Jan Ruta leaves, but you need a room on your blue line for Carlson. Who cares? You gave up a first round pick from Pittsburgh and a second round pick. 
but you got a third back. Okay. You got Rem Pitlick, throw him in your bottom six, but you got Eric Carlson. And I know people are going to be like, oh my God, Pittsburgh's old. What are they doing? Blah, blah, blah. If you have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang, you've now committed to that core by signing them again in terms of Letang and Malkin. You just got to keep going for it. Like, yeah, they're going to go through a phase where things suck and they're going to have like five, six years where they are brutal. Look at Detroit. Long road of being bad, but what were they doing? And I know people love to rip on the Ken Holland deals he signed. Ken Holland was trying to keep that playoff streak alive. I don't, if, if you're Detroit right now, you're not sitting there going, God, we're so mad we kept our playoff streak alive and went for those cups in 09, 10, 11, those years where they were just holding on. When you have that core, a very special core, you just keep going with it. And I don't think that's a terrible strategy. If you're Pittsburgh in 10 years, if you suck, you're not going to sit there and be like, damn, maybe we shouldn't have gone for it with Sidney Crosby three more times. You also owe it to Sidney Crosby to keep going for it with them. So am I questioning the fit a little of Carlson? Maybe. But the price they gave up wasn't insane. They got out from some bad money in Mikhail Granlund as well, which was a former regime's bad money as well. I don't, I, I like the deal from Pittsburgh. I love what Montreal did. I like what Pittsburgh did. I don't hate, but I don't like what San Jose got here. You took on money. Mike Hoffman, you should be able to keep and flip, although you're running out of retained money spots all of a sudden. Mikhail Granlund, maybe you can flip, but again, running out of retained money slots. Jan Ruda, Kate, whatever. You can probably flip him at the deadline for like a mid to late round pick. You got a first, but it's top 10 protected. Didn't feel like you really should have had to do that. Um, (laughs) You got rid of Burns and Carlson and you have like almost nothing outside of a first round pick to show for it. And you had to take on dead money and retain like not good. Not a good look for the Sharks, in my opinion. I don't think that organization is being ran all that well, but they're in the Oilers division. So who cares? They're going to sit in the basement for the next five years still. It's going to be so long until they're competitive. So long until they're competitive. So I don't like it. That's my ranking. Pittsburgh or Montreal, Pittsburgh, San Jose. Give me yours. How do you rank them? Um, yeah. A lot of people talking in uh, in the YouTube chat. Yeah, it's going to rely on if Pittsburgh can stay healthy. I agree with that one, Sergeant Battle. I don't think that's a bad take at all. Dr. Gonzo is Pittsburgh officially the oldest team in the league. They're probably up there. But again, you go for it when you have these guys. You push your chips into the middle, and then as you get more chips, you just keep pushing them into the middle, and you go for it. So um, Pete says, great pickup for Pittsburgh. That power play should jump up a few notches. It should. That's a scary power play. If you're going to run Carlson and Latang, and then Gensel, Malkin, Crosby, like if you're down by a goal late, who's putting out a group of six guys that produce offense better than Pittsburgh? It's like Edmonton, Toronto, Tampa, and then Pittsburgh. That's a unit. That's a unit. It's it's an absolute unit. Um, yeah, Petrie's getting flipped 100%. Good news. San Jose blew it. I agree. San Jose got two times Stanley Cup champion, Yan Ruda. <laughs> I saw that. Is he as good as Cal Foot? No, I'm, not doing that. I'm just bugging you. Um, Flip Hoffman this year, Granlin next year. Yeah, I, I guess. But even like Mike Hoffman, so what? He's going to go out. Let's say he's got you 18 goals in 56 games at the deadline, scoring at a 25 goal pace. With what everyone knows about Mike Hoffman, $4.5 million salary. Who's going to be like gunning for him that hard? Yeah, sure. You could retain and trade Granlin next year. And you do need NHL players to some extent in your lineups. Like that's fine. But again, they had to take on bad contracts. They had to retain on Carlson and will be retaining now for the next four years. And all you got was a first, like getting out of Granlin's contract should have been worth a first rounder in and of itself. Don't think San Jose got enough in this deal is, is kind of my stance. So there you go. Dave is in. He ranks them. He goes Montreal one, San Jose two, Pittsburgh three. Pittsburgh got the best player in the deal. Can you really be the loser if you got the best player in the deal? Because it helps you immediately, right? They'll be better with Carlson than without Carlson. No, no doubt. So I, I, I can't put Pittsburgh third. Um, Lance says the Oilers will be Pittsburgh eventually with Dry Settle and McDavid. Well, like, yeah, kind of put Fact. if you're gonna if you're gonna put Pittsburgh last, put yourself in your own future shoes 10 years from now, eight years from now, spooky to think McDavid and dry settle in the twilights of their career. McDavid's still a top 10 player. Dry still kind of like a top 20 player. You would want the Oilers to give those guys everything they can to keep going on runs and keep the window open. Keep the window open. I'll take Kale McCarr when he's 30 plus. There you go. That's a great, <laughs> great pull. Aaron. Great pull. Dave says, I think Pittsburgh gave up too much. There's lots of pieces. They gave up a 
bit, but again, so Pittsburgh gave up a first and a second Petrie and DeSmith. They also got out of the money of Granlund. Getting out of Granlund's money is significant. It's 5 million bucks for two more years. They kept a little on Petrie, but they, that wasn't a great asset at his full cap. It. I like him now when he's going to be double retained at 2.3, but his full cap, it, not a great asset. And also a piece you could afford to lose because you just got Eric Carlson. They also got a third round pick from San Jose, which again, think of that third rounder from San Jose early in the third round, second from Pittsburgh late in the second. Those two are very close in terms of value. They didn't give up that much. A first rounder to get out of Grandland and bring in Carlson. DeSmith was a spare part. They have Nadelkovich. They have uh, Jari signed. They can run with those two next year. So Kyle making moves. Yeah. Kyle Dubas, newly promoted GM yeah. of the Pittsburgh Penguins promoted. Who could have seen that coming? That'd be like if I sat down to start next year and I was like, new co-host of Oilers Nation every day. It's just me. It's me. It's just me now. No more. It's just me. I named myself my own co-host. Uh, Tyler Mulek, hopefully we have three cups. Yeah, man, I also hope so. I also mm-hmm. hope so. Uh, we'll put a cap on that. That'll wrap up the news desk brought to you by Star Mechanical. Check them out online, starmechanical.ca. All your plumbing and heating needs in the Edmonton area. Let's dig into our Sherwood Ford giant off-season question of the day. Shout out to Sherwood Ford. Tons of great stuff going on there. When I was gone on vacation, the nation truck was at the office. Just pulled right up. Did my oil change? Said, hey, Tyler, there's also two other things that need to be done. You book in whenever it's convenient for you. You can use the app. That's the beauty of using Short Ford. Jay's big on the valet service. It's the best. Uh, giant off-season question today. Who could be some late free agent or PTO candidates for the Edmonton Oilers? New episode of the DFO Rundown dropped on Sunday evening with Gregor and Saravalli. They talked about this a little bit uh, on Jonathan Taves. I think the sentiment is maybe not planning to play right now, but you never know if the itch comes back as September training camps roll around all that. So maybe Jonathan Dave still in play Stastny sounds like if you were looking at him as a four C, he might not play next year. I never really viewed him as a guy who'd come up to Edmonton anyways. So those two probably not in the mix anymore. Someone in the chat, a couple of you, I think were bouncing around the idea of Nolan Patrick. I would be surprised if he plays hockey again, if I'm being honest, like I, I, Again, there's been nothing about that, but I just look at a guy who has barely played hockey, has the migraine concussion thing going on, and you're just kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, he's played 222 games, drafted in 2017. He didn't play last year, basically hasn't played since the beginning of the 21-22 season. I just have a hard time believing he's going he's gonna to play hockey. If, if Again, maybe the year off was really good for him, but we just haven't heard anything about him. Again, that leads me to believe he's not playing this year, so... Uh, don't have him in the mix there, but let's go through some other options. Loading up cap friendly and the list we threw together before the show today. And last week I talked about the defenseman. So we'll kind of save that talk. The only D man who I think makes a little bit of sense. If you're looking at an upgrade or someone who can come into the mix and fight for a, for a job. I like Simone Benoit. I think his numbers weren't great, but Anaheim sucked. He was playing on a really bad team. You put him on a good team. I think his numbers get better. Maybe a guy who would pass through the waiver thing a little bit too. So I I like Benoit as a D-man. If we want to talk about specifically forwards though, there are some names out there I don't hate. Forwards who averaged more than 15 minutes of time on ice last season and are still unrestricted free agents. You got Thomas Tatar. I like that. I think Tatar could help you if he's comfortable enough on playing the right wing because he is a left shot. I like Tatar. He scored 20 goals last year. Him and Kane are the only two remaining UFAs who popped home 20 goals last year. Is Tatar signing for $750,000? Doubtful. I don't think so. So he's probably not that realistic. Josh Bailey shoots left. Only had eight goals last year. Can't skate that well. I'm good. Zach Parisi. I'm sorry. He also popped home 20 goals last year. So there's three of them. Shoots left, plays the left side. You have Holloway, Fogle, Nuge. You got enough guys on the left side. Kane, Hyman, like playing the left side. I don't think you need a left winger, so he's not a fit. David Krejci, Boston or nowhere. Don't think he's coming back. Jonathan Taves just touched on Patrick Kane. We will see, but I doubt it. I'm not sure if there's a great fit there. He's going to be sitting out until he's healthy, apparently. That'll likely be November, December. Then he's going to pick his spot. So you don't know how the landscape of the league is going to look at that point. Maybe there's an injury. Maybe the Oilers have a clear need. I don't think it's realistic, but you never know. He scored 21 goals last year. He's obviously still a damn good hockey player. Again, it would have to be dirt cheap. Possible, but not 
happening anytime soon if it's Edmonton. If you're talking about maybe some guys who could be four C's for this team, I don't like Eric Stahl. I, I 38 years old. I just don't know if there's a ton left in the tank. Pius Suter doesn't bring you any size, but what he does do is score. We talked about him on ON radio and I was kind of the only one really high on him. The size throws you off. When you're talking about a four C, you probably want someone with a bit more jam to their game. But I look at a player who gets double digit goals every year in the NHL so far, 15, pretty much like he'd bring you some offense. I don't see a real big downside to going with a guy like Pius Suter, um, 14 goals last year in 79 games on a pretty bad Detroit Red Wings team. If he's willing to play for cheap enough, I like him. Uh, next one on the list, Jujar Kara, an interesting one, actually six goals in 51 games last year. I don't think there's a ton of upside with Jujar, but he's familiar with the market. You play him and Drake Kajula on a fourth line. All of a sudden, it feels like 2017, 2018 again. That's fun. Um, shoots left, though. You probably want a right shot center. Worth noting, Suter does shoot left as well, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I Jujar on a PTO, sure, because he's comfortable here. I don't know if I'm committing a contract to him until I see what he looks like coming out of camp. Obviously, we know about his injury history as well, so it makes me nervous. Nick Ritchie, we know the Oilers have had interest in the past, I believe, or was that Brett Ritchie? They thought about PTOing one of the Richies last year, and one of them is a free agent, so sure. Sam Gagne, right shot center, eight goals in 48 games. Vibes alone, that gets my vote. Um, Why not? Why not Sammy G? I got a name for you. Okay. Colin White, former first rounder. In and out of the Panthers lineup last year. I think I was just looking 68 games last year. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's well, a PT, take, yep. it's a PTO guy. It's a PTO guy for yeah. sure. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be against a guy like Colin White. Uh, Tyler Mott is a name I don't hate. Left shot, but can play the right side. Kills penalties. That's kind of one of the skills he brings to a lineup. Um, so Tyler Mott is a name I'd look at on a PTO or even a one-year $800,000 kind of deal there. Um, so that one would be tempting. Danton Heinen. I know Jay is very high on Danton Heinen. I like Zach Aston Reese as well. 10 goals in 77 games. He's a bowling ball, man. He'll that go out there and be awesome. physical. So I think ZAR, like, spent some time in Toronto last year. Um, that's the guy for me. Zach Aston yep. Reese. You're an Aston Reese guy. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. Um, Tyler Mulek, like, Suter, Sergeant Battle. Let's try for 10. And no, I always say hashtag PTO everyone except Jake for You can PTO anyone but <laughs> yeah, him, no, actually. Um, 
but I feel like this is like the peak of Devin Shores. Yeah. This is it. This is it. Uh, a lot of you saying bring back Gagne. Sure. Uh, bring Cassian home. Also added Noah Gregor into the mix there. I like the idea of adding Noah Gregor. Um, I think he ends up somewhere with a bit more upward mobility in the lineup. That's a guy who's just so early in his NHL career. Like again, a lot of the names, guys like Heinen, even Kara, late twenties. Once you get to that point, you're kind of just looking for a deal and you're looking to just extend your career another year or two with Noah Gregor. I think there's enough upside with the guy where he should be going somewhere. Columbus. I don't know. Like these areas where the forward depth isn't quite there, where you can sign a one or two year deal, prove yourself by popping home 16, 17, 18 goals a year, and then getting a better ticket in a few years. Like there's still, he has a really high, he has a ceiling. I should say not back a surprising, but there's San Jose. <laughs> he, I don't think he'll go back to San Jose, but Somewhere like that, like that, you know, like, yeah, that's the ideal veteran guys probably want to win guys in the middle of their career. They just want to play and have an NHL spot. I think Gregor can set his sights somewhere where he molds into a middle six forwards. I don't know if Edmonton's that spot for him. I like him. I think he'd fit in here well, but I'm just not sure. Uh, Someone said Wayne Simmons. No. Um, Devin Shore, Supermax. Tyler Mulek is just commenting like he's Liam. Uh, Wise Kyle said Comtois. I like Comtois too. Again, a guy who's looking to just sort of rebound his career. Liam is in the chat. Liam, why don't you join the show? If you're in the chat, just what the send him the StreamYard link. Email <laughs> yeah, Liam the StreamYard link. link. He might also Check be very Liam. busy. It's what, like 7.30 where he is? That'd be a fun mix into the show is to bring Liam in, is all I'm saying. Um, so we'll see if he pops in. Maybe he's in. No, he's not in here. I just sent it to <laughs> Tyler Mulek. Remember when Kane cropped Vertanen out of that fishing photo? That was funny. Um, bring Cassian home. I don't know why San Jose let Gregor go. I don't either. Um, I would like him. I'd take him on league men. I don't know if he wants or if he would do league men in Edmonton. I uh, talked about Comtois though. Wise Kyle. That's a good fit for me. A guy who could get in the mix and is probably similar to Gregor looking for somewhere where he can play and score. Is Edmonton that spot? I don't know. Someone brought up Derek Broussard. I'm good. I'd probably pass on Derek Broussard after his last tenure here. I just Not a lot there with him. Not a lot there. Don't think he's a decent enough 4C to uh, to make room for on the roster. So um, there's kind of the PTO candidates. Nick Benino can't skate that well, but I'd be interested in him just because he's reliable. But again, not a great fit. Not a lot of good centers out there. And I think that's the area the Oilers are probably looking at, which again is why I'd look at Pius Suter. That's... I mean, if a guy like Stastny wasn't retiring, maybe you'd look at him. I'd look at Gagne, but I'm not sure if he's much a center, much of a center anymore either. But the interesting part with Gagne, like maybe it's one of those things like Derek Ryan takes the face-offs, Gagne plays center because he's smart enough. I, I don't know if it would really work though. So um, the Oilers have some forwards in the organization who are going to be in the mix for those final few spots. Lane Peterson is one of them. I don't know how well he can play center. He's listed as a center, but in Vancouver, he played a lot of wings. So if the Canucks didn't trust him to play center, would the Oilers trust him to play center? Derek Ryan, I think, can win you the draws, but then you got to put someone with better speed. Maybe that's where like a Derek Ryan-Lane-Peterson combo makes sense on uh, on your fourth line. So there you go. There's our PTO conversation brought to you by Sherwood Ford and our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant. Check them out today. You need a new whip. I've seen a lot of F-150 Lightnings rolling around the streets lately. They are cool. They are very, very cool, and I want one very badly. When it comes time to get a new nation truck, I really hope that's it. Um, there Breaking you go. news. Liam said, he. oh, I just heard the sound. Oh, yes. This is so oh, exciting. Oh, my God. That camera couldn't be any closer to his face, but it gives us a good look at the mustache. Liam! There he is. Oh. Hello. Oh. Did I get a turn the camera? Oh, I can't hear him either. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I'm trying to, can you pot up? I think you might need to pot up the computer fader. We're going to make this work in real time. We weren't planning on this. Hello? Are you there? I am here. I come in peace. Yeah. What's going on? Where are you? Where in the world is Liam? I am in Paris, France. Can you guys see? Let's see if I can open these. Yeah, there it is. That is Paris. Looks Eiffel beautiful. Tower is just about 35 minutes that way. It's just like the postcard. Did you go see the yeah. Eiffel Tower? I went to the top of the Eiffel Tower, which was epic. I got some lovely pictures. Uh, I went to Disneyland and I went to the big other arch thing. I can't remember what it's called, but that was cool too. Very cool. 
Um, so the mm-hmm. Eiffel Tower wasn't underwhelming. I've heard it's a thing where people are underwhelmed by it. Well, actually, the French don't like the Eiffel Tower, which is weird considering it's the most significant place thing about this place. So there apparently it is an eyesore, according to most French people. I would disagree. I thought it was quite cool. I mean, there's not many big towers you see every day that you can go to the top of. So pretty epic. But my tour guide, every time she talked about somebody dying around, surrounding the Eiffel Tower, she just laughed about it. So that was kind of weird. But it, other than that, quite delightful. <laughs> what are you uh, I will be back for Tuesday's show. There you go. That is exciting. Uh, everywhere else you've stopped has been good, though. How is? did you run into a lot of old friends in your trip back home? Yes, I saw my two old friends, Jack and Danny. Danny, you may remember Tyler when we did the show at Sherwood Ford. Uh, that was Danny. So I gave him an Oilers Nation sweater. So that was good. Uh, I think overall I visited 10 places in England. So really like visiting family and just like driving around. I went to the seaside. So that was epic. So England was very, very good. Paris, not as epic as people would think. We ordered some coffee. And whilst we were ordering, the lady told us to shut up. So not the best. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> How did you order we that? were interrupting her. What, what was it? You, you interrupted her at her job? <laughs> yeah. So she asked us what we wanted. And we were ordering in French. And then she said, no, don't talk when I talk. And I just wanted another croissant, but it took me forever to order my croissant because she wouldn't let us talk. It was, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's quite a place, Paris. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, so you hit up 10 spots in Europe, you hit up Paris, and are you home after Paris or is there another stop? Uh, I go back to London tomorrow and then I fly back this weekend. <laughs> Lance commented, well, did you shut up? Did it work? <laughs> I, I did. I was terrified. There was there was there was a frightening experience in Paris, and then also when we were leaving the airport, my Uber driver told me the place I was didn't exist, but I was at the mobile app pickup zone with an Uber logo on it. <laughs> so yeah. Paris has been nice. Well, your mustache looks very good. Yeah, thank you. I have not done anything to it in almost three weeks, so I think I'll just keep it going. Maybe I'll grow it like the French and get some curls. Who is seeing the Mona Lisa like? Uh, now that was underwhelming. <laughs> it's it quite funny because people just line up and line up about it, or like towards it. But you can just walk down the side and just get a, quite simply the same vantage point. Like I took quite a few selfies next to it until they told us to leave. So it was good. The but the 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 Louvre is pretty cool for like its sculptures and stuff like that. But it is it is ginormous. We walked around there for four hours. Wow, it was very yeah. That was my that was my thirty six thousand step day. What was French Disneyland like? Um, it was cool. Uh, this weird. I went. I went to Disneyland twice now. But I went to the California and I went to Disney World, and there was characters walking around all the time. And when we were there, we like barely saw any characters. They were just like in these. You had to like line up to go into these buildings to see them. So it was okay. But apparently, I was reading after like it's not very well funded or something like they just kind of forget it exists. And you could kind of tell after you read all that, but it it was fun. It was a nice day. I went on the Indiana Jones ride twice. Very fun. Nice. Very fun, Liam. Um, you saw us, we're going to do our big list is sporting event atmospheres uh, coming up next. You've seen some sporting mm. events on your trip. You went back and saw your boys, the Bolton Wanderers. How was that? I saw Bolton Wanderers. It was epic. My friend set us up with a suite. So we were 10 rows behind the bench and the players were like sat amongst us. It was really cool. And like some of like the chief executives and the board members were sat behind me. So that was sweet. Their score was 0-0. But I've had quite an experience with trains here because there's train um, strikes going on. So our train basically got cancelled for the Saturday. We were supposed to go a different place. So we were going to go to the game again but we decided not to because it was another Bolton game so the game we went to was 0-0 but the other game that was on Saturday finished Bolton won 4-3 and scored a last minute kick winner and it was oh well that would have been sick but other than that it was good but no other sport events besides that yeah but the, the Rugby World Cup is going to be in Paris so it's uh, it's there's quite a few cool little advertisements around here how do you say goodbye in French? Au revoir, Au revoir. 
All right, Liam, uh, we appreciate you hopping on, buddy. It was fun to catch up with you and we'll be in the same room for our show next week. Yes, I will see everybody on Tuesday. Goodbye. Tuesday, innit? All right, see you, buddy. There you go. See ya. What a fun little catch up with our pal. That was awesome. That was great. I did not expect (laughs) to have that today, but that's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. I realized how much I missed him. Yeah, I know. I miss having him. We're redoing the studio. If uh, you can't tell, I've been sitting in like a different angle every time we do one of these. We got new chairs. They're very comfy. And we have four of them. So... There you go. And Chalmers, if you're watching this, you're obviously not. Um, I really need you to come help me with construction stuff. I put up blackout blinds by myself, but that is about the extent of what I can do. Uh, what I can do. Studio upgrades coming for next year. It's going to be the fun. The blinds look great. Thank you. I, they get the job done. It blocks out the sun. I think the guy who cut them was not the best at his job because um, we gave him very specific measurements and... These are not the measurements, um, but still it works. It, they block out the light enough. Uh, let's get to our big list today. And it's brought to you by the Oilers Nation Golf Tournament. It is coming on September 1st. That is like three-ish weeks away. And it is at the Millwoods Golf Course, all in support of Gregor's grads. If you want to get in, I think there's only a couple of ways or a couple more spots left. I think there's four more teams or three more teams left. That's a whole group of four for a thousand bucks. Again, you get the round of golf, you get dinner, you get a damn good time, prizes, goodie bags, all that stuff. Thousand bucks for a group of four, all in support of Gregor's grads. Or you can sign up as a Mosaic golfer. There are only six more Mosaic golfer spots open on this thing. It actually might even be down to five as of today. Go to nationgear.ca, the Mosaic golfer. You go sign up. You pay 250 bucks for just yourself. And then you get paired up with a group of nation citizens. It's a lot of fun. The people who did Mosaic teams last year were were really, really happy with it. So we're excited to bring that back. Also, you can bid. You can golf with Liam and I in the Oilers Nation Open, or you could golf with Chalmers and Jay if you really wanted to. Team Real Life, Team Oilers Nation Open. Uh, The bidding for that, you just email me, tyler at oilersnation.com. Yeah, email, and you say what your bid is. Right now, we're both tied. Both teams are $1,050. The bid's got to go up in $50 increments as well. Ryan and Amar, I think, are the two leading bidders as of now. $1,050. Email tyleroilersnation.com. So the next bid's got to be at least $1,100. You get to golf with either you and a friend get to golf with either Liam and myself or Jay and Chalmers. So you and a friend get in on it. You can bid. And uh, we're also, those two teams are going to be starting on the same hole. So we'll kind of be like a big crew. We'll have some competitions between the two as well. So if you're a good golfer, bid on that as well. Um, I, I right. got a question about this golf tournament. Okay. Who's emceeing it? Is it you? I, I was told the other day that a month ago, we may have decided it was me. So I may get to see I, you there, everybody. Yeah. Well, you'll be there anyways. Like you'll be around. I'll be hanging. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I always assume I am see stuff, but yeah, you are emceeing playoff parties <laughs> and people liked it. So, Hey, if you want to emcee it, you emcee it. Uh, there you go. Oilers nation open. Our big list today, Aaron is atmospheres in sports. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, it is. Whoa. We got a bad reverb there. I think it's only when you talk. Hello. Oh, you got to mute, mute your Mac. It is. I think we're good. Okay. We'll find a way to grant you this. Uh, okay. Five best atmospheres in sports. What sound is that? Are you it's, not hearing it? I have heard it. What if I mute that? No. Now, if we continue to keep talking, how about you just stay on? Oh, wait. I think I maybe know what it is. Look at us. There you go. Now we're oh, good. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, we figured yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. And people can still hear you, I think. Okay, we got the technical difficulty sorted out. There we go. Uh, The big list today, atmospheres in sports. Let us know your best atmospheres in sports in the YouTube chat, and we'll get to those. Uh, Top five. I'm going to go. No, you can go first, Aaron. What's your your five? What's your five? Drum roll. Mine is the Atlanta Braves chop. Okay. I I am a huge Atlanta Braves fan. You're a big Braves fan, yeah. But... Whenever they get there, I think it's whenever the reliever comes in yeah. for the ninth, they hit all the lights out and it oh, looks like, like they, this. Whoa. And here, let me bring some audio. Everybody gets their cell phones out, light them up. The Braves have lit up Bassett. It is a battle of the bullpen now for the New York Mets. Like- and it's a pretty cool atmosphere. It's a pretty cool thing. If I was a pitcher, 
That'd be fun to come out in. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The Jays do like the stadium goes red for Romano. Like that's always neat too. Reliever entrances is something. It's been cranked up a notch in the last Edwin couple of years Diaz on baseball. Edwin the Diaz had the Timmy thing, Trumpet yeah. thing. Yeah, um, very, very cool. Uh, my five is going to be any darting event in the UK. This one's for Bag Milk because he says that's his number one dream sporting event to attend. Pick. Liam probably should have gone to one of these while he was there. Um, but we have a clip for this one as well. It's an easy five. It's an easy five for this one. There may be nothing in it. They may both be on nines. Michael may miss and Michael may hit. They're both on nines. They're both on a nine. This is insane. Wow, the World Championship Final. This would be so cool to be at. He's on a main data. And the World Final just been 12. Over to you, Michael Smith. One man. Let's go with the buddies. I've never seen the like. Come on, Spully Boy. Yes, double 12. That is the most amazing Lebanon you will ever see in your life. I can't speak. Oh, pandemonium. That would be so much fun to be in. So, my five, any UK darting event. Aaron. My next one is. Oh, Serbia basketball. Yep. Don't so, understand this one, so please explain. So, with this clip, uh, they asked Jokic, I forget what city he was playing in, but there, I think it was Miami. Are you going to be able to handle the road atmosphere and everything? And his best answer is he said, I played in Serbia, brother. And here's this clip, and it's wild. I play in Serbia, brother. That would be why <laughs> I think that's where you get, they'll probably get threats. Yeah. This is one of those things. I feel like I had a bit of a North American bias with my, uh, yeah. with my list initially. So I tried to mix in a few other ones. That is a great pick just cause I literally never heard of that before. My four is going to be when the all blacks do their Haka at their home stadium. Um, that's an easy one. Like pull up the video. The video speaks for itself. Can you imagine being in the building? When they do this and the crowd's all into it as well. One, intimidating as hell if you were a visiting player, like having to sit and watch this. It's nuts. Like you're looking right at them too. Yeah. Like I, they got to make eye contact. It would be very intense. Um, and I looked it up. I think their stadium holds like 100,000 people or something. So like you want to talk about an intimidating atmosphere to go into. I think this is a great pull for four. I have a New Zealand All Blacks jersey. Really? I think Jay's been to a game before. So again, should have gone his big, but yeah, look at this, like the players watching this, <laughs> then imagine it on their home field with like a hundred thousand people kind of like stomping along to it. Very intense, very intense. This is my four. Um, That's a pretty good pick. Some picks right off the bat that people have in, uh, in here. Wise Kyle, Houston Astros playoff games, bottom three innings. Uh, Dr. Gonzo, current Commonwealth Stadium, best atmosphere in sports. Someone said no other playoff game. Uh, Good and you agreed with the darts one as well. Um, Davin said rivalries in Europe are just at another level. Yeah, 100%, man. Like some of the stuff like European hockey has probably better atmospheres than NHL hockey. Uh, What's your three? I believe my three is just Arrowhead Stadium. The Kansas City Chiefs, they, I feel like the 12th man has kind of come and gone in Seattle. Arrowhead has been this loud since the 90s. They weren't even good before, and it's this loud. They bang the drum. They do their own chop. It's just a good atmosphere. I'm sure having Patrick Mahomes definitely helps with that atmosphere, but I'm a big fan of red too. So when everybody's wearing the same, it's pretty awesome. Hey, look who they're playing. Damn it. Um, the thing I like about their stadium and the thing I like about like NFL stadiums that always feels like it adds to the atmosphere is that it's like, it looks like just one singular like ring of people, right? You look at a hockey game, you can see the sections A baseball game. You see the sections in football, just a sea, almost a wall of people around the whole stadium when they wear the same color. It's sick. So that's a decent one uh, for my three. I have. Da, 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 da. 
Bell Center playoff oh. game. Had to go with a little hockey in there. Um, I feel like the, if you, as soon as you think like iconic NHL atmosphere, again, this is a hockey show, had to mix one in there. It's Bell Center in the playoffs. You think about those runs they went on, like their run to the Eastern Conference finals and things like that before Carey Price got hurt. Like that place was insane. The pregame thing with the fire at center rice that explodes. It's an iconic venue. Um, having been there again, this has that the effect. Nuts. It has the effect of that sea of people, right? Like everything just kind of blends together and it's just pandemonium. So I'll go Bell Center playoff game for my three. Uh, what is your two, Aaron? My two is the, uh, so college football for me. Someone just commented, Davin said college football is crazy. So yeah, I agree. Hey, wise Kyle literally just put, wow, what I picked, the whiteout night. Nice, great brain, Wise Kyle. Yeah. But when you take a look at this clip, I mean, I just think in general, College football stadiums, the atmosphere. It's insane. Is the coolest. But a whiteout night like this is just, it's wild. That's that, crazy. That drone shot. I don't know how you couldn't walk out of that locker room and put your head through the wall. And they do the arms thing. Yeah. Yeah. College football. You probably like, we could have probably done Michigan in there as another one. Cause yeah. that, that Ann Arbor stadium holds like 106,000 people. Or Fireworks something like that. going off. Yeah, that that's pretty sick. That'd be a cool one to go see. Seeing one of these big college football games is on my sports bucket list. So I like that one. Uh, in my two, I'm going back to the NFL. You threw the Kansas City Chiefs in here. I'm a Bills fan. I will not stand for that. Does this make sense in my number two? No, but in my brain and in my heart, damn it, it does. Uh, Bills game at Orchard Park when I went last year for the first time. The pregame tailgating is stupid, man. Like, <laughs> again, you want pandemonium in sports, the jumping through tables, the fact that Bills fans have that as like their their thing, their thing and everyone knows and it. Covered in ketchup and mustard. Ketchup and mustard guy, he's hilarious. This when is hard I to watch. Oh, is this when he uh, <laughs> yeah and like the table won't break? <laughs> oh my gosh. Great atmosphere though. <laughs> Get the round two, he gets it. <laughs> and find someone else too. The first girl's like, I'm not doing that. Oh, with the cups too. Sick. Bills fans are awesome. I went there. You don't sit down the entire game. I think that is something that's like a very American, like taking in a sporting event is standing the whole time. And Canadian fans like Oilers games, there are very few moments in a season where you're standing the whole game. That Bills home opener was out last year. You stood the whole game, almost every game they stand all game. It's awesome. So uh, the NFL atmosphere, Orchard Park. Aaron, what's number one on your big list of best sporting atmospheres? I'll give you, I'm a Patriots guy, so I can't be a Bills guy. Mm. But I'm a fan of the fans. Yeah. For Buffalo. It's a very lovable That's, fan base. It's, they're just, yeah. they're lovable losers. What's hey, your one? So my, it's LSU, Death Valley, college football. Once again, similar. They do their own song chants. Like Michigan does Mr. Brightside. Yeah. They do the song called Neck. But I just think of this video of Joe Burrow walking out. Nasty. And. It's oh. college football is just insane, man. Like the culture in the States. I, I feel like a lot of like casual sports fans in Canada don't understand like how intense every one of these home games. Can it's be. like in their blood. Yeah. They're like born into it. And then if you go to the school, it's like college culture down there is insane. And you have like this crazy identity that, that, that you form with the school yeah, you go to colors. Yeah. And it just all leads to this. So I like this one as a number one, uh, number one for me though. Time it's and a place. One. It's specific. It's Rexall Place in 06, Aaron. It's the it's the answer. If right now there's how many people? Just over 100 of you watching the show live right now. If you could be transported to any place in time to rewatch a sporting event, you're not picking Game Six against the Canes in 06. No. Come on, I, I am. I Maybe am. Game am. Six against the Wings in Round One of that series. Like, think about the most electric atmospheres you can remember for an Edmonton Oilers game. How many of them come from 06? Rexall Place in 06 is number one. Do we video? Does it have sound? It's the anthem. Oh, Canada, our home and native land. Thank you.
<laughs> no doubt. Um, so cool, man. I would love to go back and, and be in that building again, that kind of thing. And Rogers is great too. Like the, but it's not the same. BOA in, in the playoffs was electric. This last year was really good. Um, but there was something about that 06 one and being in that tiny little rink versus now it's a bigger rink. The sound maybe doesn't I just get trapped in as well. Paul Lorio there. That's the easiest anthem he ever had to sing. Yeah. Just a couple lines, stick it up there. Throw up the mic and you're good. Um, Tyler Mulek, 120 plus decibels throughout the entire game. Dr. Gonzo, BRB, going to cry. Thanks, guys. Oh, next year, boys. Yeah, it's a great little it's a great little way to end the big list for today is, is to Seriously. think that maybe next year we get, we get moments like that at Rogers Place. It would be something. It's our year. It'll be Brett Kessel singing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Robert Clark also does just a bang on job yeah, with the he anthems. Does. He is really, really good, too. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, burn it to the ground this year was sick from Nuge Lover. Yes, that was cool. That was. Anything that like it's easy enough for the crowd to jump in with certain parts and like really get the noise hey. going is hey. sick. That was that was so cool. So there you go. Number one. It's everyone's number one. It's Rexall Place in 2006. That's our big list brought to you by the Oilers Nation Golf Tournament coming up September 1 at the Millwoods Golf Course. Let's wrap up the show by a little Betway talk. Yeah, get into some odds here. How about the Toronto Blue Jays? Last week when we were doing this show, I was down in the dumps about the Jays. The funny thing to actually do is to listen to Owen radio from this Friday when I gave the Jays all my cold performer of the week. <laughs> and then by Monday, I'm like, hell yeah, we're back. Davis Schneider, sick. The sick. Jays, so four sick. wins in a row. Um, taking a look at Betway right now and the odds that they have for tonight's game with the Toronto Blue Jays. It is Yusei Kikuchi versus Tanner Bibby. The Jays minus 134 favorites when you're considering how the Jays are rolling, when you consider how Cleveland is really, really struggling right now as well. I'm tempted to go Jays on the run well, line. Jose Ramirez ain't struggling. Oh man, that was <laughs> that tilt. That was good. I give Tim Anderson kudos. I know he's not the most likable player, I give him kudos for just dropping the glove and being like, all right, we're doing this. Like, we're settling this. They squared up. Yeah. The umpire was there and then was like, no. I'm good. Good. You guys, you guys got this. You can settle and it. And it seemed kind of like a lucky shot. Yeah, a little bit. Ramirez landed, tagged him. Yep. And he folded. Um, you say Kikuchi to get eight plus strikeouts, three to one on Betway. I don't hate that. I'm looking in their pre-built bet section, though. Um, hmm, what do I like here? Jay's money line, Kikuchi six plus K's is two to one. Don't hate that spot. I think I might just, do that. I think just Jay's run line might be my play. Um, getting it plus money. I think they're red hot right now. It got a little hairy last game, but I think the bats, they were quiet last game. They should be hot again tonight. So I like the Jays, the bats to bounce back and they'll win this game. So there you go. Giddy up. Shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Your spot. Kyle says, I can't wait to gamble on NFL football again. Yes. Oh. Yes. I've been yes, doing yes, so yes, many yes, mock drafts. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's that season. It's fantasy football season now, which is great. It's the Riverhawks just ended. Yeah. It's officially football season. Uh, you said the Riverhawks this year, like crushed the league attendance record. Yeah. So I believe previously the attendance record in the league was something in the 70,000s the lower. And in our 27 home games this year, we had 104,000 people. Yeah. Second year in existence, teams 18 and 36. So Average almost 4,000 a game. That's really good for baseball yep. in this city. Last year it was like two something. So word of mouth. Thank you to all you who came yep. out and supported. Lance Kane, I see you all the time there. And yeah, it was a good year. Yeah. And we have a Donair costume. That's, I just realized, it's still sitting up in my office. The J, that J, J bought. J bought it. Good man, Jay. Um, I think that all went to Make-A-Wish, the proceeds from that one. Sure too. did. So, uh, speaking of the other professional or the pro sports team in town that's still around, the Edmonton Elks, they play on Thursday. I might go. I think they're doing something. My buddies were talking about it in our group chat. Um, I just need to pull it up. Elks game, they're doing 550 beers and $2 dogs. That might uh, be the play on Thursday night. If I'll anyone's going, let me know. If anyone's going, let me know. Um, I went been to the last one. I haven't been doing Elks game. In probably five or six years, probably five, six. Yeah. Probably five years pre pandemic for sure. And definitely not the year before I, yeah, it's been a long wow. time since I've been doing Alex game, but I want to go, I want to knock the rust off. I want to see them try to get a win. Trey Ford starting. So you never I'd know. Go. Um, wise Kyle says, 
Yeah, no, I haven't. Man. Oh. Uh, Wise Kyle says it's not the prospects, traders, or the capitals. You mean trappers, and it's better than the capitals and prospects ever probably were vibes wise. Damn right. Um, it's cool to go to Riverhawks games. It's I love baseball in this city. That ballpark is awesome. Um, Tyler Mulek says I was I went to a couple games at seven ish or like seven ish. It was awesome. Yeah, it it was so much fun going down to the ballpark this season. Um, even if you're just sitting there having a beer, it's great like background to watch. It's good ball players too, which is the other thing. Like. Yeah. Uh, KJ, right? That's the arm. He can throw like high 90s. He hit 98. That's insane, man. It's you get home <laughs> runs too. Like it's not uncommon to see dingers. Like it's, it's yeah. way better than what Stolen it was. Stolen bases. There's a pitch clock now. Yeah. Which really helps. But it's like once up. again, I can't tell you how many people come to the games and they tell me I was looking at the field the whole time. Couldn't tell you what happened, but I had a blast. Yeah. I had a blast. Um, yeah. And Elks on Thursday. <laughs> Always good to get out and support the local sports teams. Elks probably need the support right now. So um, yep. I'm, I'll report back next week on what the atmosphere is like at, uh, at an Elks game. Uh, I think that's a wrap on today's show from the Sports Club Studio. We went well over an hour. Yeah, we did. That, well, Liam stopping in definitely uh, gave us we a We had of a things jolt. to talk about. Um, we're going to have a new studio at some point. Probably not to closer to next season, but the funny thing, because we're doing it piece by piece, is I think you'll slowly see the new studio come together, like in this room and in the other room, because we're building another one. So uh, lots of fun stuff happening at uh, Nation HQ. That's your little update on on what's going on. Also, in September, I might be doing special shows from the road somewhere for a day or two. So we'll talk about that as we gear up for season two of, uh, of Oilers Nation every day. Uh, shout out to Sports Closet, as always, live from the Sports Closet studio. Short for the Giant, the Oilers Nation Open, or Oilers Nation Golf Tournament on September 1. Star Mechanical, the number one plumbing and heating company in Edmonton. Betway, 19 plus, play responsibly. Your spot to wager on the Jays tonight and ride with me on that run line. Um, there you go. Oh, and Cornerstone Insurance. Find them online. Cornerstone INS. They insure the nation truck. They can insure whatever you need insurance for. So shout out to Cornerstone Insurance. Head to Cornerstone INS. There's a little nation button there. You can find out the discount you get for being a nation citizen. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. New Real Life Thursday, ON Radio Friday, and a brand new episode of this podcast or this show next Tuesday when Liam's back. We'll chat with you then. Have a good week. See ya. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.